0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Lyle and Lawson. (laughs) Lawson, welcome back. Welcome back to me. Welcome back to me too.
1: Yeah, and you.
0: Welcome back to Shell. Welcome back to everybody. The show is back on the road. We we, we are on the were. We were kind of gone there for a day. Yeah, but we're here. We can, we can get away with one and sometimes two of the team missing, but when all three of them go missing, that's a bit of a problem. That's
1: <laughs> a bit of a struggle. Lyle, what are you grateful for this morning? I'm yeah. grateful I'm still alive. <laughs> oh,
0: After I had this, I had a, I had a medical procedure yesterday. Would have kill, killed a lesser man, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Survived it, came true, still here, still alive. Proud of you. Yes. <laughs> not allowed to. <laughs> so today I'm not allowed <laughs> no, to drive no, it... cars, make big decisions, or... Um, supposed to be at work, but did know. they
1: like take blood? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, is yeah. that it? <laughs> like something like that? <laughs> Drive cars, make big decisions. man, Lyle, you're really on the edge right yeah, now. I tell
0: you, it's all happening. So, um, and you've been away for a few days. Yeah, tell you what, I'm grateful for. So Number
1: one, I don't, don't have COVID. <laughs> <That's- Darn it. laughs>
0: I really had my money on you having the run. Dude,
1: I was like, I thought I did. I was like. I feel not well. I feel super drained. I didn't have, like, the the really, like, prominent COVID sy- symptoms. I didn't have, like, a super sore throat or anything like that. But I was feeling really drained and tired. And, and, you know, when it was coinciding with, like, then everyone's getting COVID, I was like, man, I might have COVID. And it took me, like, five days to get tested and get my results back. Because of the influx yeah, of Because everybody's getting tested. Everyone's getting so tested. Far behind. So, luckily, I, I ended up getting one on Sunday after like three days in a row getting refused from the testing centers for being over capacity. Wow. Um, and then I got it back yesterday and I was negative. I also got my tax return back. That was we, pretty awesome. How are we ever going
0: to <laughs> uh, get on top of this thing if we can't get tef-
1: tested? You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Fantastic stuff. What is happening in positively different news? Okay, so real quick, there's something else that oh. I'm very grateful for. Yes. Um, And that person, actually, is on my socks right now. It is producer Shell Southwell. Super <laughs> grateful for her, of course, on... How many of these <laughs> pairs of socks these do you have? Because every <laughs> time you come in here, you must have, like... A six-pack of uh, each. <laughs> uh, you'll never know. Just uh, a lot. <laughs> either, I, that, but che- either that or Lawson never changes his socks. No, oh, I do change my socks. <laughs> but check it out. Check it out. Super grateful for Shell. And I had I had a thought, right? Yes. I was thinking, man, Shell is always giving people these prizes, right? Yes. So let's give her a prize. Oh. All right, Lyle. Okay. Take, take over the show. I'll be right back.
0: All right. So Lawson is heading out of the studio right now. He's getting a prize ready for Shell. It was Shell's birthday the other day. I wonder whether this has got anything to do with it. I I, I know that a lot of you guys were um, sending in messages to wish her a very, very happy birthday. And there's a big box, a big box. It says on the outside, three and a half litre air fryer. Lawson, tell me, is Is that that what's what's really in there, Lawson? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Open the the box. (laughs) Open the box. Okay, so um, Shell's going to open this I box right now. She's in the other room, which is you know where she takes all your phone calls and stuff. <laughs> she's got to get rid of her headset and uh, just see okay. what's inside okay, what, what this. But you... It says air fryer on the outside. I don't know what's inside. You know, Sometimes these boxes
1: have all kinds of <laughs> random stuff inside. It. <laughs>
0: Maybe
2: but I'm just cranking. To think, um, it, lo- it looks like this has been
0: tampered with in some
1: oh, way. Oh, wow. You wouldn't trust <laughs> me. <laughs> so something secondhand. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> She's Yay! pulling it open. What's in there? What is it? Guess, guess, Lyle. What does it say on the outside? It says air fryer on the outside. Guess what's on the inside. Oh, she's pulled out. It's a book. Yeah. It's a book. You know what the book says on it? Air fryer. Three and a half litre <laughs> air fryer. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I got, an air, got her an air fryer <laughs> for her birthday. Wow. <laughs> what? Because we're so grateful, right? Like I was so sad that I didn't get to to come in on Friday When Shell was sh- having a birthday. For Shell's birthday. In fact I marked it on the calendar as dumb day. And that was like a little joke that had been going for a while as it's coming up to dumb and then Day. They were too sick to even be here and, and wish
2: me a happy dumb day. Yeah,
1: I know. It was so, I was so sad. Like I had been planning, I had been ready to go and I missed it. So, but unfortunately, oh well, unfortunately I wasn't here, but fortunately I'm here now to make it up. say, so, yeah. Thank so- you
0: for my present. You're now my new favorite son because you outdid both of my children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Oh yes, <laughs> the competition. Talk about, talk about
0: call, call the other boys out on air. <laughs> oh. Man, should have got him an air fryer. Yeah, it's crazy. And,
2: and my husband's present. Unfortunately, we had to cancel because no, it's been the... rescheduled. Yeah. Well, what, wait, what now, did you?
0: What did you get her? I, I got her a massage.
1: Oh, that's an epic And then lockdown Yeah, but happened. then lockdown happened. Yeah. That's It's <laughs> been terrible. rescheduled. Oh, okay. But well, it still exists. Yeah. It still Somewhere exists. out there. That's true.
0: Right. In some it, it period
1: happen. of space and time, which is not yet specified. Wow, fantastic. Oh, Thank doesn't you. that just make you feel good, Lyle? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what's good for you? Is I got her an air fryer and now she's going to cook you food in it. I didn't, what is it? I do not even know what an air fryer so, so is. So basically it's like a mini pressure cooker oven type thing. Okay. So basically, like, instead, of... it's like it like walks a line. It's kind of like a deep fryer, but you don't deep fry things. Uh, but it's like an oven. It's like an oven in the style of a deep fryer that cooks food super fast. Okay, you got me completely confused. Uh, that's the actually the best. Bit. That's the best. That's the best you explanation. Just it cooks I Cooks food fast. It okay, cooks just, food really right, just fast. Say that, just you say can that. do all kind of crazy recipes in it. It's actually and as proponents of good health that we are on Faith FM. Yes. Because when you fry things, you have to use oil. And yes. coating things in oil is not good. But with an air fryer, you can just chuck coating anything things in, in there. Cooked oil, yeah, and cooked oil, yeah. yeah of heated course. oil, heated oil,
0: yeah. Of course, get that extra virgin,
1: cold pressed olive oil, and eat it raw, and that's good Dude, stuff. Then it's good stuff, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, it's like this: no cooked oil, nothing. You just like whack everything straight in there, like seasoned, mm-hmm. and. Pff- it just cooks. So if
0: I get some potatoes, um, yep. cut them all up, uh-huh. add seasonings, throw them in there, yep. and I'll just have chips.
1: Yeah, like, that's like why that's what we back, do at home. Done. Did I? I get dumplings like out of the frozen packet and put it in there in like five minutes already. Okay. So it's like it's it is the stuff. There you go. It is it is good.
0: That's epic. All right. Thank you, Lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's have a look at some positively, diff- di- positively different news. I read a, I read a story this morning that was so uh, weird, but cute, but awesome. But, like, strange. Basically, um, some volunteers, some wildlife volunteers are inspecting nests nests at a South Carolina beach um, for turtles. They're inspecting turtle nests, you know, looking at the turtles, making sure they're So, turtle nests, that's
0: like like where they dig a hole in the sand and bury eggs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, they're
1: going through inspecting the nests. Obviously, like, turtles need help. A lot of the time, because, like, a lot of their kids die from, like, predators and stuff. So they, And also, they want to, you know, gauge, oh, do, you know, what's the turtle season looking like? Do we have a lot of kids, uh, like, turtle kids at the moment, da, da, da. So, they're going through and they're inspecting these turtle nests until they come across a two-headed turtle. Okay. Le- like, look at this thing that is literally a two-headed literally turtle. a two-headed baby turtle and they're like oh it's the best thing ever i'm like that's so funny obviously this uh, turtle you know with two heads comes through genetic mutation but it is fully functioning as a turtle so both heads can eat and go into one stomach or is it, or is it this kind of like a two
0: stomachs i or? think
1: it i think it's one turtle with two heads right That's ultimately what's going on here. I don't know how, like, it doesn't specify, like, what kind of consciousness, like, you know, if one head's just, like, an extra bit and the other one's, but the the other head, like, both heads are fully formed. Right. Fully formed turtle heads, and it's alive and well, and they released it into the wild, like, they released it into the ocean and, like. It's like a full-on functioning turtle with a second head.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find the positive spin on this one. To me, this is a genetic genetic mutation that is not so positive.
1: But it's just cool. It's just. It's just. I'm like. It's different. I am fascinated. By this, that, I that it find your just, fascination with no, this but, uh, just slightly disturbing. Yeah, but check it out; it, it could be think, genetic, Liz, genetic, mutated in the way that it becomes completely incapacitated. And I definitely think that a, something having two heads would incapacitate it, but it's not. It's, it's still fully living, fully functioning as a turtle with two heads. Right. So it's kind. Would of Would
0: you be just ex, just as excited if uh, it was a different kind of creature, like say, for instance, a
1: human or something like that? Okay, if it was a human, there's a Tasmania joke somewhere, <laughs> no, 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 no. but we're not going to go <laughs> there. <is> <laughs> but uh, maybe if it was like a like cow. I guess it would. That would be interesting. I, I, don't I don't know. I just. I just. I think depending on the animal, it might I'm be just, disturbing.
0: I'm, I'm, Lawson is super fascinated by this.
1: I am he
0: kind of creeped out.
1: I, I I read about it and I was like. This is this is so crazy. I think the thing for me is I want to go to these people's website and and research this because I'm like, is the other head functioning? Because often like things have genetic mutations like an extra yeah, arm get, or something that uh, doesn't, doesn't work, doesn't really do anything. Yeah, but this just has a second. I mean, from head. the
0: photos, it looks like it's it's fully functioning, and it's, if they've released it into
1: the wild, then clearly, clearly it, it is. can live. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, it it has the ability to go and swim and eat. Oh, the that's thing. the coolest thing ever. Mm. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: Somebody texting through Lawson, you have been watching too many space movies with freaky beings from other planets.
1: (laughs) It's, it's actually in the article. It like mentioned, like it kind of looks like a, a a cute baby version of the Hydra from Greek mythology, like the multi-headed dragon thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, it makes that sense. Texture is not but too far it's, off it's of the. It's cute. It's cute, and it's got two heads. I don't know. Lala's kind of like it's pretty freaky-deaky. Like <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> Pretty wild stuff right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't forget that we love to
0: welcome also our Bragging Rights crew who love to play along with the quiz. So mm. if you'd like to be part of that, then uh, play along and be a part of the quiz. We've got uh, a number of people calling through right now. But anyway, all right, so heading over to the scam capital of the world, also known
1: as the country that has the world's wealthiest pastors in it. Mm-hmm. Also the country that just won both, of the, both male and female uh, marathons at the Olympics. There you Shout go. Kach- so this Kachoke. is a pretty wild place, Nigeria. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, Nigeria. I was thinking of Kenya. Whoops, okay. wrong place. Wrong
0: place. <laughs> Other side of the continent. Yes. Um, but it's also becoming the genocide capital of the world. Are you serious? Uh, with the number of Christians that have been killed. And so pretty much Nigeria is one of those stories that we don't really do stories on that often because we could do a story every week if not every day on mm. nigeria and on persecution of christians in, in in nigeria i
1: thought nigeria was a christian
0: country it's a muslim majority country but only small percentage so it's like 50 some percent muslim to 49, 40 40 something percent christian so it's mostly okay. it, it, it's slightly muslim majority but only slightly but the it it is home to two of the top four worst Terrorist organisations in the world, uh, one being Fulani, the other being Boko Haram, and these are organisations that have built up a reputation for kidnapping, you know, entire sc- girls' schools and taking all the girls off into, you know, sexual slavery and all of this kind of thing. Um, this has been happening for quite a number of years now, and we sort of hear about it pretty regularly to the point where we don't really stop and think about it. you know. But you're just looking at the last week, you've got 70 uh, Christians dead, 15 villages destroyed and burned, uh, 400 houses burned to the ground, uh, and that's just in one local government area. Wow. And you've got the Nigerian military, which has just been sort of standing by and watching it all happen.
1: Why? Like, why don't they do something?
0: Well, I guess in a Muslim-majority country, there is a certain level of um, sympathy for what's happening combined with, why should we get involved? Why should we get shot? Yeah. You know, a lack of motivation to actually step in and do something Mm. and help the situation out. And as a result of that, there has not been a single arrest made. (laughs) Not one. Now, you would not think it would, you would think it would not be hard to at least identify and arrest someone who was running amok and killing people. But mm. Not a single solitary one. Uh, there have been a bunch of Christians that have been arrested and beaten. Mm. For resisting these attacks. Yeah, wow. Well. So it's pretty full on. Uh, another local government area had 100 houses burned, 68 farms burned to the ground. Um, and it's the nigeria ranks as the third most uh
1: terrorist affected country in the world wow wow in in this time as well like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oof. so in
0: the last 8 years there's been 22,000 people killed for their faith and meanwhile we have the privilege of living in this country mm. and arguing over vaccinations <laughs> Heavy. You know, Heavy. I tell you, when you stop and look at what's happening in some of these countries, we have it so lucky. We do. And whenever we have these kind of conversations, we should be thankful for how lucky we are that we can talk about mm. these kind of things and that they can take up so much of our 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 brain space, our thinking space, because we are not fighting to survive and wondering whether we, get, we are going to be alive to, tomorrow or not.
1: Mm yeah oh that's so true i like uh one of the podcasts that have been going really viral lately you have like the joe rogan podcast and they she didn't uh he didn't interview with yonmi park who was the north korean defector lady who got to the united states and it's a similar thing you know she's sharing sentiments i I just know about this because um the guy preaching on sabbath talked about it and he was saying like you know you're talking about people and for her her experiences she doesn't know where she's going to eat, eat each meal, you know, or you can't focus on freedom when all you can focus on is just eating and surviving. And it's like, man, we're seeing this around the world and it's so heavy. Like we are so blessed in the space that we are to know Jesus as well, to be able to to know him. And obviously there are a lot of Christians being killed here and it's like they're being killed for their faith. Um, And it's like, man, the the one silver lining in this whole situation is that they can know Christ before yes. they eventually get persecuted. It's Absolutely. Fun. That's Yeah. Funny.
0: Wow. It is. It is incredibly heavy stuff. It. Uh, you know, if you look at. So I've got a couple of text messages coming through from your three, two-headed turtle.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So uh, Freco <laughs> says we have a three-headed god that functions.
1: I would. I would oh, word that differently. Oh. <laughs> I would word okay. that differently.
0: I would say we have a godhead made of three persons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. That's how I would word it, but if you want to disagree with me, then that is just fine. That's your prerogative. 0491 <laughs> 064 is the number to call, and happy to have that conversation right here on air because there are a number of different ways that people look at the Trinity and the Godhead, mm. and, uh, yeah, happy to have that discussion. Anyway, uh, Brett says, Will there be any two-headed turtles in heaven? Not sure about this one.
1: I I don't think so. Yeah, I I
0: think this one's an, an, ev- an evidence of the existence of sin. <laughs> anyway, heading over to uh, anyone he- he- heading over to Texas, the governor over there, Greg Abbott, um, has written to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to come back to him as to whether the genital mutilation of children suffering from gender dysphoria constitutes sexual abuse. Ooh. So pretty strong one right here. Yeah, wow. Of course, they're trying to pass a law there. It's already gone through the Senate that says that this is the case and that actually outlaws administering or supplying or consenting to assisting in the administering or supplying of a puberty suppression uh, prescription drug or cross-sex hormone to a child other than an intersex child for the purpose of gender transitioning or gender reassignment. Mm. So this is some legislation very similar to what was passed through Arkansas. Of course, the Arkansas legislation was struck down by a federal court and is now going to go through higher courts to see whether uh, it can actually be passed or not. But when this particular piece of legislation was put forward, uh, child protection legislation, Mm. there were 48 big corporations that lobbied to block it. Wow. So if you want to know the names of some of the companies... That don't care about your children and that would happy, be happy to see your children mutilated. Um, these companies like Amazon, American Airlines, Apple, Dell, Dow, Facebook, IBM, Levi, PayPal, United, etc., are some of the com- companies that have been lobbying to block this piece of legislation that is there to protect children.
1: Not Apple, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, come
0: on, Apple, please. Uh, so, you know, but I mean, we, we can have yeah, a bit of a laugh about it, but it's pretty serious yeah, stuff right here. Yeah, hectic. Uh, we now know that puberty blockers um, cause osteoporosis, mood disorders, depression, mm. uh, seizures, con- cognitive impairment, and uh, when, uh, ma- when combined with cross-sex hormones, which 100% of the time they are, they cause sterility. Uh, Long-term effects have uh, connected them to increased incidence of heart attack, stroke, diabetes, blood clots and cancer. Mm. And so this is not something that you would want to be taking lightly and we need to be standing up and doing whatever we can to protect our children because studies have shown that 90% of children who want this kind of thing grow out of it and then their lives are destroyed because it is too late. We need to protect the lives of our young people and this needs to be based on good research, not just ideology. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joining us on the phone right now is David Haupt. David, welcome to the show.
2: Good morning and good morning to your listeners.
0: David, we mentioned, we we spoke somewhat about elderly people last week and I want to pick up from where we left off and talk about uh, today um, elderly people and mental health and particularly how elderly people can be, you know, more prone to mental health issues and why? What are some of the issues that the el- our elderly people are dealing with?
2: Well, just a correction. Last week we spoke about grandparents. I don't see myself as elderly. <laughs> so my, my...
1: Yeah, well, do you. <laughs> <laughs> my,
2: my, maybe others could see it that way, but I am I...
0: Uh, I don't know well, Lawson, uh, Lawson Lawson, <laughs> Lawson uh, what, what do you think are, are David and I elderly or not no comment <laughs> <laughs> see if I asked the question it's like this if I asked the question I said Lawson am I elderly he'd be like yes <laughs>
2: yeah but yeah, because David's right, on the phone is right. like
0: a little bit more respect right there yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: that's right, that's uh, right. right. <laughs> very
1: wise young man
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: thank yeah, you it's, awesome. called,
1: it's called diplomacy <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right David what are we uh, let, let's talk about the elderly let's not, not talk about grandparents then but let's
2: talk about the elderly what you your question is very important because when we get older our uh, our lifestyle changes uh, we start to contract diseases illnesses we become frail uh, we experience more and more grief and loss around us. Financial stress that comes up as our lifestyle changes, we stop working, changing life arrangement, and increasing social isolation uh, that is happening in our life. And all of that contributes eventually to, uh, to a mental decline. And those people that are getting older that are not tuned into this and not actively working against them, putting things in place to protect them from falling into uh, mental decay, actually eventually lives in isolation with mental issues. And the primary mental issue by the way that they will face is depression and anxiety, which is very treatable and very curable if only certain steps could be taken in order to protect themselves.
0: So it appears to me that there are some of these things that we can do things about. There are other things that might be out of our hands. Um, So, for instance, the increase in frailty and the increase in grief as, you know, more and more people that we know actually pass away the, the older we get. Um, probably not much we can do about that.
2: Well, in terms of frailty, there's a lot that we can do, Lyle. Uh, it's very interesting if you do a, uh, look at the study that's been done in the blue zone area, that uh, you see ninety-year-old still active, working, uh, even a surgeon, uh, basically at the age of eighty, still doing surgery, surgery heart surgery. Um, what is the key? That is that we stay active as long as possible. That we eat well. That we make sure that we uh, we keep our brain in tip top. Condition, in other words, that we are lifelong learners. People that do physical exercise, working in the garden. When when we retire, it's a great time to get into that veggie patch and start doing digging. Now, I'm already feeling Lawson. Uh, don't laugh at this, but I'm already feeling uh, my back telling me that I'm getting older when I get into the veggie patch. But that's because. I'm not consistent in that exercise. But those people that are consistently focusing on eating well, doing their exercise, keeping their brain sharp, actually can do much about their frailty. Now, we don't always, we can't always control uh, being in, impacted by disease, uh, but there are some lifestyle diseases that we can in actual fact protect us from. So this message, not just only for our older people, but also for um, our younger people that will be facing growing old much later. A very interesting study in terms of uh, elderly mental health showed up that most of the young people that were battling with a mental health issue actually had deficiency in folate in their diet. A very simple, very simple supplement that can make a huge difference.
0: And where would you go about finding folate?
2: Well, the easiest is to find a supplement, but your highest natural source of folate is making sure that you eat black-eyed beans uh, on, on a regular basis. My my father used to send me uh, into, you know, go and till the land and to plant uh, black-eyed peas for our cattle, and although they had long faces, none of them were depressed. But my father. <laughs> nice. My father never, never asked my mom to to cook uh, black-eyed peas for for us as a family, and that is the highest source of uh, of folate.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It,
2: uh, so lot last- I think the message I'm trying to bring across is that there are very simple things that we can do that can in actual fact help us to not go down that that route of mental decay. You know, eating well, getting enough sleep, exercise regularly, our spiritual connection is so vital during this time. Our connection with God. Interesting research in resilience building that found the number one issue that, um, it says why people are resilient in difficult times is their spiritual connection, not just having the name on a church's register, but they have an active personal relationship with God. Now, added to that comes uh, friendship and relationships that we build in church environment. In other words, being active in church, uh, sharing our feelings with others, um, spending time with family. One, we spoke about being grandparents. One of the greatest blessings is during this age of getting older is having the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren come. And if elderly people are involved, there's some retirement villages that actually build intentionally with their retirement villages close to a daycare centre, and they have a relationship with the daycare centre, so those daycare centres can bring their kids into the retirement village, or the older people go and provide volunteer work with those kids, helping them to read and, and start to write and gives a new list and meaning to those old people's lives.
0: Now, David, I've pastored churches in the past where uh, a lot of the elderly people have sort of stepped aside from roles within the church and they've said, you know, this is, you know, we've, we've, we've been doing this, you know, we've been elders, we've been deacons, we've been, you know, Sabbath school leaders, whatever it might be for a very, very long period of time, you know, for the last 40 years or whatever that they've been Christians for. And they're like, well, it's time for some of the younger people to step in and to take over. And it's time for us to step back and take a break. Is that necessarily a good thing for them just to sit in the church pew each? week when they turn up a church?
2: Nowhere do I read in the Bible any word of retirement. Um, I, I, I hear a lot about retreat, but no retirement. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the ideal time to become a mentor for younger people and help them to develop the problem in our, our churches is that older people often want to hold the reins and are not willing to give younger people the opportunity. Now, giving other, uh, giving younger people the opportunity does not equal to stepping back and sitting back to criticise, but rather to be still very active, mentoring, sharing insights, sharing information, and helping the younger person reach their goal. And in so doing, there's a partnership between the old and the young and the church can benefit and only the community as well can benefit by that. What the older person will find is an enrichment and a new lease of life. What the younger person will find is an enrichment because that great matter is a source of knowledge and information that can really develop them and and help them to steer away from making major mistakes in their life.
0: Yeah, I think that's a a very valid um, um, observation there. David, I just think about my own grandmother who moved from, uh, you know, on retirement. She moved, you know, eventually they moved out of their home. They moved into a retirement village, which was, you know, smaller buildings, closer together, people of the same age bracket. Uh, From there, after my grandfather passed away, she moved into assisted living and, of course, eventually uh, a nursing home which is a fairly standard kind of, I guess, procedure, we might say, that people in Australia would follow. Is this a good thing? Is this a healthy thing? What are the pros and the cons and the, and, and the good points and the bad points of this kind of um, aged care?
2: If I look at the, the lifestyle of the younger family, I see today that we've got a very mobile society. I live 16,000 kilometers away from my family and uh, from my siblings and uh, from the area where I lived you know, and grew up. Um, when the time comes for retirement, I am far removed from my extended family. The ideal with which I believe God had designed us was that as we grow older, that we take a, a, basically a step a little bit back, and we encourage, we support, we become involved in the generation that follows our kids, and we help with the upbringing of them, we help with the household. In other words, we become part of a very strong extended family. We see nations that actually do not do the Western thing of putting their aid into the elderly people in aged care facilities actually find that the, the older people are still very active, involved in the community, and there's no talk about mental uh, disorders with those uh, older people, because they are respected, they are part of the, the knowledge base that is so important for the new generation. Today, when a crisis hit, if a crisis hit my family, we don't have an extended family around us to really to support us. And that leads to mental disarray.
0: Mm, mm, I can definitely see how that works. And in my mind, that would make a church community so much more valuable for elderly people here in this country where, as you say, it's a highly mobile population and people live all over the world.
2: And, Lyle, that is what sustains us as a family, because our church family is our family at the moment because we're so far removed and not just us, for many, many other people as well. I would like to suggest to our listeners if they are an elder couple, why not become involved in the community, become involved in the church, become involved in in the lives of younger neighbours where they can naturally help those younger people that just start up in life with young families, they can be, in very commas, grandparents for the, uh, the, those kids in that community. I've, I think you mentioned last week that your children adopted a lady and even your, your granddaughter is named after someone that stepped out and became a very important person in their life.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, in doing Bible work, and I've done a lot of Bible work over the years, you go out into the community, you knock on people's doors, and it always fascinates me how many lonely elderly people I meet. So many lonely people. And they just want to talk, and they're just happy to talk, and they're just happy to have somebody, you know, stop by and have a conversation. And the thought has always gone through my mind is, you know, even if you're not a believer... Become a part of a local church because you're going to be part of a community where people want you to be there each week. They welcome you to be there each week. You've got community happening. You've got people you actually can see and interact with and have conversations with. And you're just a whole lot less lonely. There seems to me to be a tremendous amount of benefit to somebody, you know, in their later years to be a part of a church, even even if they're not a b they don't even have to be a believer, they're just going to be blessed by it
2: that's right I believe that God has created us for community he, uh, and, and research shows so clearly that as we start to be isolated after retirement we actually our mental health our physical health all starts to decline but those older people that stay active uh, then not only the mental health but their physical health also uh, you know continues to grow and and um, once a partner passes away we so often withdraw into ourselves, this is the time that we actually should celebrate their life by going out and becoming make our life be meaningful in our community and around us
0: David Hout, thank you so much for joining us this morning
2: thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family, join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM